0: For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, Amen. despising the shame. He went through that because you were worth it. Yes. Like the songwriter said, like the singer said, yes. you were worth it. He thought you were worth it. He thought you are worth it. He still thinks you're worth it. That's right. Even when we're not performing as we should, we're still worth it. Amen. That's why he makes intercession for us. Amen. That's why we have an advocate with the Father, the man Christ Jesus. We're so grateful. Let's give the choir another hand, everybody. Amen. We're looking at Isaiah chapter 58. While you turn to that, let's review. We were talking about our service, our, our, our ordinances, our religious service, okay? And how um, Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter six that when we give our alms, we do our offerings and we are giving and our sharing. And when we're praying and when we're fasting, these things we do privately. They're not something we do to show off, not something we do to be seen of people. Because we do this privately and we do it, what in the King James says, in secret, right? So the Father, our Father which is in heaven, who sees us in secret, can reward us openly. And I don't know about y'all, I want some open rewards. Amen. I want him to reward me in such a way that all y'all see it. Uh Uh-huh. But what I do, prior to that, I have to keep it to myself. It's not a place, we don't even come to church and boast about how long we prayed. And how much time we spent fasting. And how much we gave. Right? We don't do that kind of thing. Amen? Amen? Because those are private, and we want you to do it indeed. We want you to fast. We want you to give. We want you to pray. We want you to participate. We want you to show up on time. We want you to to be here, and we want you you to do those things and the services and stuff like that. But it's not something we boast in. As a matter of fact, even the services that we perform in and around, we do it for the benefit of the body. Amen? Amen? And the gifts that he's given us. Whatever that gift is, whatever that ministry is, is for the purpose of edifying the people. It's for the people, not for me. See, you don't have the gift of prophecy just so you could be a prophet. And so when the Lord speaks through you, the people are benefited. Amen? So that's the thing. So that's important to us. Amen? So what we do is not for our own benefit necessarily. Well, it's not for our own... Um, not for us to be put ourselves out there and to seek approval and praise and recognition. We don't do things for recognition. Some people get recognized just because of who they are and the office they're in and things like that, but we don't do this stuff for recognition. Amen. So we want to talk a little more about fasting. We're going to ask you to look at Isaiah chapter 58. Now, if you read in the Old Testament scriptures and you read um, the judges and kings and places like that, you'll understand that there's a cycle that the people of Israel go through. And they're, they're usually um, a disobedient people. Then they suffer some hardships or defeats, and they cry out to the Lord, and the Lord leads them out. He sends a man, he sends a woman, he sends somebody to lead them. And they do well for a while, and then they fall back, and they they backslide again, and they go through this vicious cycle, okay? Now, in Isaiah chapter 58, Isaiah was called, and when Isaiah was called, he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwelt with the people of unclean lips. In other words, he's saying, why are you calling me? I'm a dirty dude. You know, he's acknowledging his faults before the Lord, but God called him anyway, all right? I mean, Gideon said the same kind of stuff. He said, I'm the least of the least. I'm in the least tribe, and I'm the least in my family and the tribe, right? Why are you bothering me? That kind of thing. And so in different ones, even Moses tried to get out of it. He made excuses. He said, I don't speak well. How can I go stand in front of these people I don't speak well? Even Solomon said, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So what I need you to do is give me, uh, give me some understanding teach me how to lead this people. And it's okay. The Lord hears all kind of excuses, and he doesn't accept any of them because he's able to make us strong in our weakness. Alright? And so in this part of Isaiah, he's telling, the, he's, telling the, he's telling the prophet to cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet, and, and, and talk to these people. Right. And then when you get down to verse 3, here's what we want to get to. He says, Wherefore, that means, why have we fasted? This is what the people are saying. They say, and you see not. Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no knowledge? You know, that's a little frustrating when you feel that way. And here's the answer. Behold, in the day of your fast you find pleasure, and exact your laborers. In other words, you find pleasure... You, you call yourself fasting, but you're seeking pleasure, and you're also working people. Behold, you fast for strife and debate, and to, and to smite with the fist. That means, you know, hit your hands together, stuff like that. Smite with the fist of the wicked. Ye shall not fast as ye do this day, to make your voice heard on high. Jesus talked about that, talking about those guys in the street, in the synagogues, showing off all they're doing, right? Is it such a fast that I have chosen for a man to afflict afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head as the bull rush or to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Wilt thou call this a fast and an acceptable day of the Lord? The answer, the Lord is being um, facetious here. The answer is no. It is not... To deal, thy, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor that are cast out into thy house? When thou see the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thy face from thy own flesh. That means your relatives. He said, it's better, it's rather that you do these things, right? That you feed the poor, that you clothe the naked, that you help people, that you take in the the homeless and things like that. He said, this is what we rather you do. That's what the Lord is saying, right? Then shall, look what it says, here's the reward. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and the speaking vanity, if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. The Lord is saying here that instead of the religious acts that the people were doing, trying to get his attention, right? I'm fasting, trying to get your attention. I'm afflicting my soul, trying to get your attention, right? He says, you're doing all these things, and it's not that the Lord doesn't see it. He sees it. But he says, what he's saying to the people here is that I'd rather that you serve. I, you want my attention? Do these things. Feed the hungry. Share what you have. Right? Give to the poor. That kind of stuff. Right? And the Lord is saying, you know, I'm going to answer you when you call. There's no problem with him hearing because he hears. <laughs> he sees, he hears, he knows, he understands. But he's telling these people that I will answer you when you call. Okay? And so what we want to understand that like when we do our our ordinances and our religious conduct and things like that, right, we're, we're not trying to get more of the Lord's attention. We have all, he, we have his full attention indeed. What he rather is that we serve. You know, that you folks who have people reporting to you, like these people here, they, 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 they are fasting and they're working these other folks to death. You know, he says, remove the yoke. Remove the thing that binds folk up, that prevents them from serving properly. You know, remove the yoke. And that's what he's saying here. He says, and and the promise is that I'm going to answer you. He said if you draw out your soul to the hungry, he means if you actually have some feelings for these people and respond to it. When we read about Jesus in the Gospels, it talks about him being moved with compassion. We need a little more compassion, y'all. We need a little more compassion. We need to be moved. We need to see something, and it affects us. We have gotten desensitized to a lot of things. We've gotten desensitized to the folks begging on the street. We've gotten desensitized to those commercials where they show people suffering, and they're asking for money and things like that, right? We got desensitized to that kind of stuff. We even got desensitized to some of the stuff we shouldn't be sensitive to, desensitized to, like the violence and the ugly and the things. You know, we 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 build up this thing in us, some of us, this little wall where it doesn't bother me to see that anymore. Right? The Lord wants us to be moved with compassion. He wants us to feel something for people who are suffering and to respond. Amen. Now I understand you can't. Be everywhere, everybody, and, and do everything and give all that you have to the poor, right? He's not asking you to do what he asked that man to do in the Bible. He says, sell all you have, give it to the poor, and come after me. He's not asking you to do that. At least we're not asking you to do it. The Lord may speak to you like that. I don't know. It's possible. I was watching. I was watching. I told you I was watching Ivy Hillier, big mega, mega church churches in multiple one church, multiple locations in Houston area, right? And he showed the picture of the first church that they were in. It basically was like a little shack, a little place like that. He said, while he was in that shack the Lord taught him about prosperity. (laughs) Taught him about giving. And the Lord told him to give $10,000 to sow I don't know where he was supposed to sow it but the Lord told him to give $10,000. And for him to do that he would have to actually sell his house. And his wife was down with him, right? And he sold his house and sold that $10,000. I don't know where it went. He didn't say where he was supposed to give it. But he gave the $10,000. And the things that he, the Lord showed him to do, he, he was blessed blessed, and blessed. And now he's, he's a multimillionaire, um, and we don't hold that against him, Right? And he's got this big ministry, and and the stuff that they're doing in the Houston area is is amazing. It is amazing what they could accomplish there, right? And he said, said said, I'm going to send you some people who can help you do these things, all right? But he obeyed God, and that's what the Lord wants for us. He wants us just to obey him, right? Obey him in the little things, in the small things, and then later in the bigger things, stuff like that. But what we're saying here, what the prophet is saying to us here is that the Lord is saying through the prophet is that these things are important to God. And what's not important is your recognition. (laughs) That's not important to him. You know, your recognition by the people. The people who see you do what you do. That's not important to him. And it should be less important to us. the recognition that we get from folks should be less important to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me read on to you. Verse 11 says, The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make fat thy bones that thou mayest be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. In other words, he's going to supply all your need. You're going to be covered. He got you. That's what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and these things shall be added unto you. Verse 12. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, that thou rise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the path, to dwell. In other words, even your posterity, your generations after you, are going to know what you have done, what the Lord has done for you. If thou turn away, here you go. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasures on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, the honorable, and shall honor him not doing thine own ways, nor find thine own pleasure, nor seeking thine own words. Okay, so remember the the Old Testament saints kept the Sabbath. They kept the physical Sabbath that day. Alright? Now we don't have to keep the Sabbath um, like they kept it. But what we have to do, we have to still honor the Lord. We have to have Sabbath moments in our life where we set aside time to be with the Lord, not just to go to church, right, but time to be with him in prayer and, and in fellowship with God. And that's what the Sabbath was for. The Sabbath was that sixth day of the week where they were supposed to stop. Right? You don't do any work on that day. You you stay in the doorway of your tent and you participated with the worship and you didn't work other people either. Well, I used to work for... um. I used to work at a a furniture store in Montclair on on Bloomfield Avenue, which was owned by a nice Jewish man who, who who was a delight to work for. He was really good, right? And on the Jewish holidays, his store stayed open. He was home, and the Jewish staff was home, which was basically just another guy. But everybody else worked. (laughs) <laughs> you know, he honored the Sabbath for that day, but the rest of us worked to work, all right? What, what, the, what the word is saying here is that don't do this to your, um, your people, all right? Later on, he's going to talk about um, strangers and sojourners and folk like that. If you have a Sabbath, everybody should have a Sabbath, amen? Amen. amen. I'm not telling nobody how to run their business, you know, because, you know, retail is retail, but I do appreciate that guy, whoever owns Chick-fil-A. You know, even though I, I never had to stop by there on a Sunday. A Sunday, he's closed, y'all. And do you know that he has locations inside football stadiums where NFL players are playing? And on that Sunday, he is not open? He's doing a good business, too. All right? It's his way of honoring God. He's honoring the Lord that way. All right? He doesn't call, I'm sure he doesn't call it a Sabbath because, you know, Christians don't, all right? Well, there are some Christian Sabbath worshipers. Worship, I mean, they worship the Sabbath. There's some people like that. But um, he is doing that in honor of God. And um, so he and his staff and anybody who reports that he for him can be in church. Uh-huh and this we're talking about retail restaurant y'all and restaurants guy told us you know my son was once interested in being a cook and the guy said to him he said well you know what it's every night every weekend and every holiday if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be a chef that's what you're gonna do right but this man owning this business is not doing it on Sunday and God bless him he's doing well too right all right, let's get back to, finish, let's finish this up. You know, he says here that, that he, God wants to be honored. And the way he wanted these people to honor him was to take a day off. Seven days shall you do all, six days shall you work and do all your labors. On the seventh day you shall rest. That's the way they were supposed to honor God. You and I honor him like that, but not necessarily on the calendar day. We should honor him every day. All we do, whatever we do in word or deed, we should do it all to the glory of the Lord Jesus, right? You know, when, we t- when we're working and when we're breaking, we should be honoring him no matter what we're doing. Look what it says, verse 14. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Amen. All right. And then verse 59 starts off saying, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save. All right. So we have some stuff before God. I want some, I, want, I have a list of what I want God to do <laughs> Christmas list, laundry list, whatever you want to call it, a task list. I would like you to accomplish these things for me, your boy, right? And guess what? He has the list he wants me to do. And which list is more important? It's the list that he gives me. If he give me a list of chores and I give him a list of chores, wh- who you think? Think about it. Let's make sense here, Faison. Whose list of chores is more vital to my benefit? The list of chores that he gives me. Amen. I need to do the things he tells me to do. You know, he says all these things will be added unto me, that my necessities and benefits and stuff will come. But I need to do what he's telling me to do. Amen? I'm trying to tell him what to do, and it it doesn't really work like that. And I'll quote the scripture, but you promised that you won't fulfill my joy, you know? And this will make me happy. (laughs) But happiness and joy aren't the same thing, are they? Uh Happiness is temporary. I can be happy temporarily, but then it's going to go away. But the joy of the Lord will keep me going, right? And it will satisfy me. And so it's better that whatever I do, I do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I do it for him, and I don't do it. It's better that I don't do these things for recognition, and it's also better that I don't do these things looking for a reward for it. Some things we need to do just because it's right. All right? And we want to say, well, how does this benefit me? It benefits you because it's the right thing to do. And doing right should be its own reward. Are you hearing me? Amen. Well, nobody's going to know. Nobody knows it was you. All right? But that's its own reward. We should have a satisfaction in just doing the right thing. Whether they recognize you or not, whether people know it or not, just the idea that you did the right thing should be satisfying enough. Okay, and the Lord sees us, and Jesus said He sees in secret, and He rewards openly. I want an open reward, sure I do. Amen. I want to be blessed in such a way that it's, it's so good that I have to pass it down to my children's children. Skip my children, go to the grandchildren, I me You know, I want I want to be blessed like that. Amen? Praise God. You do too. You know, we'd like, we'd like to have more money and more stuff and, and, and better health and, and things like that. I wish above all things that you prosper, prosper, and be in health even as your soul prospers. Amen? You know, we want all that good stuff. But we need to do it the Lord's way. Amen? We need to do it the Lord's way. By the way, you folks want to prosper financially, you know, there's a lot of there's giving involved in that. Amen. Amen. You're not gonna, he's not just going to lay up the wealth of the wicked for you and you don't give. That's not, uh-uh. All that old money that that family has passed down for generation to generation, you think he's going to give it to you? Just because you're a Christian? No. you misreading what the Bible says. You have to, you have to share what you have. And when you get that, if you get that, you have to share that too. I just had to throw that in there real quick. Amen? But who wants to be rewarded openly? We all do. So we have to do what the Lord says. We have to do it, even what he tells us to do, in secret. Now, don't be that saint that announces everything you hear from God. You don't have to do that you don't have to announce everything you hear the Lord tell you to do right and don't be that saint that gets a word from the Lord in public right and put God on the clock because if you read the Bible there's some promises in there that took forever ask Abraham how long he had to wait for his son a good 25 years or more you know he had to wait and so, and then, like I said before, promises and gifts are not the same thing. The promises of the Lord are, are sure. Yeah, they're, amen, uh-huh, they're sure. But there's some things that we, most times there's some things we need to do to receive the promise. Amen? A gift is different. That salvation you have, you didn't do anything to earn that. He just gave it to you. You accepted it. That's all you did was accept it by faith. That's the most you did. And I declare he gave you the faith to believe it. Come on, let's stand together. Amen. Wow. You fast, you pray, you give, and you do well. Amen. Don't boast on it don't show off don't make a scene just do it before the Lord and let the Lord recognize it for you the saints may not recognize it the church will not announce it we won't do like some churches do well so-and-so couldn't be here but they sent their offering you know they sent some no we're not doing that we're not doing that if you sent it God bless you thank you for sending it All right? The Lord see it. Trustees will see it later. All right? We don't have to announce it to everybody. I'm not making fun of people. I'm just saying. I mean, I grew up like that. Okay? We do it before the Lord. What you do before the Lord is between you and the Lord. And if he wants to make it public, he'll do it his way. And he does it better than we can. Amen? Amen? Amen. Don't don't help him out. Resist trying to help God out. Okay? Because you know, you you you're like a little child trying to help mommy cook and you're just making a mess. Alright? But well, God forbid when mommy or daddy or whoever's cooking turn their back, there's stuff going on, and then it gets real dangerous. Okay? Just let the Lord do what he does. He, he's in the blessing business. He's in the ven- he's in the vengeance business, the avenging business too. Let him do the blessings. Let him do the avenging. Don't try to bless yourself, and don't try to avenge yourself. <laughs> oh, you'll mess up. You, it won't be as much. It won't be as satisfying as watching the Lord do what He does. Amen. 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 But anyhow, if you're here today, and 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 this is, all this stuff is bothering you, and um. Well, Pastor, you don't understand, and that's true, I don't, all right? Well, I know what the Lord tells us to say. And you find it difficult, and you need a little, a little help, a little more prayer. So, so somebody need to pray for me in this area, all right? Or if there's some other area that we're talking about that requires prayer, and you want someone to agree with you in prayer, if there's any sickness in the house, and we believe that we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Amen. Um, if there's something that, that's, uh, that's causing anxiety or worry and you need someone to agree with you, uh, you, you, f- you feel okay about it, but you just want somebody to agree with you just in case, right? Um, if you have any, any doubt, you have belief, but help my unbelief, any of those things require prayer, why don't you come let us pray with you. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, you're not saved, you don't know if you're saved, we want to minister to you also.